0: Welcome to History Here and Now. I'm Thomas, the voice inside your podcast machine, and today is a great day to learn about history. The History Here and Now podcast is dedicated to bringing you great stories from the past. Here we talk about people, places, events, culture, and practically every other facet involved with history. Does it sound complicated? Well, history is just that complicated, but it doesn't have to be. I'm here to help break things down and make history more fun, so let's get started. Now, welcome to our next installment of the History's Worst Battle Battles series. And today we're going to look at one of the most consequential battles to ever take place in the medieval period Now, arguably this was considered one of the turning points during the Crusades and also sets the tone for future Middle Eastern interactions throughout the Middle Ages the Renaissance and possibly even into the present day today we're gonna to be dealing with death in the desert the battle of the horns of Hattin now the horns of Hattin is an extinct volcano near the Sea of Galilee and what is now Israel on its slopes and in the valley leading toward it, one of the largest armies assembled in the history of the Crusader kingdoms met with disaster, and they were undone by humorous folly, discord, and, of course, a hellish desert heat. It was a battle that fatally undermined the Christian presence in the Holy Land and made its victor, Salahdin, the most famous ruler in the world. Now, to give a little bit of preface on this battle itself, one of the description used to basically underscore just how terrible this battle was comes from a book entitled *The Capture of the Holy Land* by din where the author writes, quote, "And so, in sorrow and anguish, they camped in a dry site. Dry being the cru- site being the Crusaders, where during the night there flowed more blood than water." Throughout the night, the hungry and thirsty men were harassed further by arrows and by the fire's heat and flames. That night, God indeed gave them the bread of tears to eat and the wine of remorse to drink. This was a battle that would pit tens of thousands of troops against each other in one of the most catastrophic engagements to ever occur in the medieval period. Now, in the 1180s, the crusader kingdoms of the Outremer, known as Beyond the Sea, as they were known to European states, they were in an increasingly precarious situation. Now, Europe had become deaf in treaties for crusader reinforcements, and the Byzantine Empire in Turkey and during the Balkan region, they were consumed by intrigues and murder and, of course, their own battles with the Seljuk Turks. Meanwhile, Muslim opponents were gathering under the single banner of the Sultan Vizier of Egypt, Salahuddin. By 1183, he had crushed Muslim rebels at Edessa and Aleppo. With both sides reeling from the effects of a drought, he had brokered a peace treaty with the King of Jerusalem, Baldwin IV. However, this peace treaty was not long-lived, it was quickly broken and left uneasy between the Christian crusader kingdoms and the Muslim kingdoms. The actions of one individual named Renal Châtillon, who was an adventurer during the second crusade who had persistently raided unarmed caravans of Islamic pilgrims and even sponsored pirate fleets pillaging uh, merchant vessels in the Red Sea. Saladin mobilized an army intent on punishing the criminal Reynald, but his progress was checked by Frankish fortresses and additional droughts and famine. By 1185, Baldwin, who was the one man who could have maintained a truce with the Muslims, died leaving behind a sickly infant heir to inherit the crown as Baldwin V. Now, of course, his reign only lasted a year. In 1186, the king, infant king had died, and the throne was seized by his mother, Sybil, and her new husband, Guy of Lusignan. Both of these were newcomers to the Holy Land, and Guy's ascension to the throne of Jerusalem caused pretty great resentment amongst the nobles of the Outroomer, particularly one in particular being Raymond of Tripoli. Now, Raymond went as far as agreeing to a truce with Saladin to allow the Saracens, as the Muslims were generally known to the crusaders, they allowed them free passage across his land so they could could raid the kingdom of Jerusalem. Now, Saladin had achieved limited success against the crusaders. They still had heavily fortified strongholds, and cities were impossible to take, uh, especially during a prolonged siege. They could still put armies into the field, and this kept Saladin from retaking key strategic points. An attempted siege could expose Saladin's forces to an attack by an army of heavily armored knights on horseback and their infantry support, and the crusaders themselves had already had a good track record of winning battles in the desert against other Muslim forces. Now, in 1186... A truce had still held between Saladin and the Kingdom of Jerusalem, but once again the actions of Renaud de Chatillon had shattered it. He had seized a caravan in the contravention of the truce and refused to make restitution to Saladin, who then declared all-out war on the Franks, as the Crusaders were known to the Muslims, just as the Crusaders called the Muslims Saracens. He had gathered in an army of over thirty thousand men, forcing the squabbling Crusaders to make a common cause. And of course, and this common cause himself also brought people like Raymond to Tripoli reluctantly to join an army that Guy was raising. So, now, following this, Saladin had swore that he would kill Raymond for violating the truce. And even had set his son, Al-Frad bin Salad al-Din, and the emir to raid the Frankish lands surrounding Acre. Now, there are now Qiyar de Ridfort and the Knights Templar which was a Christian military order dedicated to protecting uh, the pilgrims and uh, pilgrims in the Outer States, they had engaged in in May of 1187 at the Battle of Cresson, where they were heavily defeated. The Templars had lost about 150 knights and 300-foot soldiers who had made up a great part of the military of Jerusalem. And later in July, Saladin would then begin laying a siege to the city of Tiberias, which we'll get into here in a minute. Guy was determined to meet Saladin with full force and raided every garrison in the Holy Land for soldiers. According to one of the main Frankish sources for the battle, uh, the book and capture of the Holy Land's Phil Hadin, it writes, quote, Not a man fit for war remained in the cities, towns, or castles without being urged to leave by the king's order. Nor was this host sufficient indeed. The king of England's treasury, money donated by Henry II for the defense of the Holy Land, was opened up and they gave a fee to everyone who could bear a lance or bow into battle. Now, the forces of the military religious orders, the Knights Templar and the Hospitallar, were also called up. The combined forces, led by Guy, Raymond, and Balian of Ibelin, they had numbered over 20,000 troops. According to Ladilius, quote, the army was quite large, 1,200 knights, innumerable turco poles, or called Light Cavalry, and 18,000 or more infantry. They even brought with them parts of the Holy Cross that one of the most venerated relics in Christendom so that it might be paraded in the midst of the host. Now what's interesting is that this relic, known as the Peace of the True Cross, became the rallying banner to gather up all the crusading, um, all the crusading armies within Jerusalem and the surrounding Outremer provinces in order to gather together and use it as a motivation for them to fight against Saladin. And of course, this relic will also play an important part later. Though formidable, this army was still hamstrung by mistrust, mutual loathing, and vanity. According to the Stratagems of Al-Hawaris, a Muslim military manual from 1192, it writes, The Franks have little religious sentiment and are capable of treachery and disloyalty. They desire the things of this world and are indifferent to the things of the next. They are irresponsible, thoughtless, petty, covetous, being concerned with rank and status. The exception to this was deemed to be the order of warrior monks. Beware of the hospitalars and Templars, for they have great fervor in religion, paying no attention to the things of this world that cannot be prevented from interfering in political affairs. Now by July of 1187, Saladin had moved his army across the Jordan rivers to the shore of Lake Tiberias, which was the modern Sea of Galilee, and he sought to provoke the Franks into battle. His armies had roamed across the land setting fires and allegedly even desecrating the holy site atop Mount Tabor. Saladin himself rode to the springs of Sephora where the Franks were camped, but they refused to be lured away from their ample water source. So the opposing crusader army amassed at Las Vraies consisted of around, tw- course, 20,000 men, and the usual levy of those who owed feudal service was extended on the occasion of the extreme threat. And after reconciling, Raymond and Guy had met at Acre with the bulk of the crusader army. Saladin had decided to lure Guy into moving his field away from their secured fortified encampment. He had calculated that the crusaders could be defeated more easily in a field battle than by besieging their fortifications. By July 2nd, Saladin personally led an assault on Raymond's fortress of Tiberias, while the main Muslim army would remain further away. The garrison had tried to bribe Saladin to even leave the castle undisturbed, but he refused. Within a day, one of the fortress's towers was mined and collapsed, and the troops had then stormed the breach, killing the opposing forces and taking prisoners. Now, as the Muslim troops began to construct a second mine to attack the citadel on July 3rd, Saladin had finally received the news he was looking for, he was waiting for, that Guy was moving the crusader army east. The crusaders had taken the bait. His decision to leave Sephora was a result of a crusader war council held two nights before. And this had, Raymond had also claimed that Guy should not worry about Tiberius, which Raymond held personally and was willing to give up for the safety of the kingdom. In response to this argument, and despite their reconciliation, Raymond was accused of cowardice by Gerard and Reynold, and this led Guy to resolve on an immediate counterattack against Saladin at Tiberius. And thus the stage was set for the Battle of Hattin. On July, Raymond counseled wisely that they should steer clear of Saladin's trap, though, but the king had ignored that advice. Guy was keenly aware that his reputation had still not recovered from his inaction in similar circumstances. Guy's march to Lake Tiberius ranks among the greatest tactical blunders of all time. It was more than 16 miles to the lake, across an arid plateau, with just a few scanty springs available en route, and the Franks must have known that these were held by the Saracens. Predictably, the heavily armored Franks quickly began to suffer from heat and thirst, and Saladin's forces harried them on all sides. The army made it as far as the springs of Tehran, about a third of the way to the lake, but these were insufficient to support such a large force and so they struggled onwards. They had arrived only one or two miles farther. Saladin's forces then surrounded them and Saladin himself led the main attack which fell on the Frankish rear guarded by the Templars. Raymond was in the vanguard and managed to advance to the edge of the plateau achingly close to the descent to the lake. He had sent word urging the king to push on, but the weight of Saracen attacks caused Guy to order the camp be pitched. During the night, the Muslims tightened their encirclement, setting fire to the surrounding heath and bombarding the thirst crazed Franks with arrows. After a terrible night, the offer of Libelius records light dawned on the day of sorrow and tribulation, of grief and destruction. End quote. The Muslim army waited until the heat of the day had mounted and then both sides drew up for the forces for a climactic confrontation. But the lack of water immediately caused the collapse of Frankish discipline. The Frankish army was composed of knights whose charge could beat off any frontal assault and infantry whose job was to screen the vulnerable knights from enemy archers. But the infantry, crazed by thirst, immediately charged up the summit of the Horns of Hattin and refused to come back down. According, again, to Labelius, quote, The king, the bishop, and others sent word, begging them to return to defend the lord's cross, the lord's army, and themselves. They replied, We are not coming because we are dying of thirst, and we will not fight. Now, and Balian had managed to break free of the encircling forces and flee, but the king and knightly orders made a last stand. With arrows raining down, the Frankish knights launched a series of desperate charges aiming directly at Saladin himself. Now, Saladin's son gave an account of the climax, saying, quote, I was at my father Saladin's side during the battle. The first that I saw with my own eye, the Frankish king had retreated to the hill with his band, and from there he led a furious charge against the Muslims facing him, forcing them back upon my father. I saw that my father was alarmed and distraught and tugged at his beard as he went forward, crying, Give the devil a lie, End quote. Finally, Guy surrendered. Saladin had captured the king of Jerusalem together with many leading nobles, including the hated Reynald de Chatillon. He treated his captives graciously, filling a cup for the king with his own hands. The king, Guy, then passed the cup to Reynald. Now, what happened next is related in the account of the Battle of Hattin, written about 1197 by a local Frank named Ernol, saying, quote, Prince Reynald would not drink. When Saladin saw that, he was irritated and told him, drink, for you will never drink again. The prince replied that if it pleased God, he would never drink or eat anything of Saladin's again. Saladin had asked, Prince Reynald, if you held me in your prison as I hold you in mine, what, by your law, would you do to me? He responded, so help me, God, he replied, I would cut off your head. Saladin was greatly enraged at this most insolent reply and said, pig, you are my prisoner, yet you answer me so arrogantly. He took a sword in his hand and thrust it right through his body. The Mamluks were standing by, rushed at him and cut off his head. Saladin took some of the blood and sprinkled it on his head in recognition that he had taken vengeance on him. And of course, on a little side note, if you've actually have seen the movie uh, Kingdom of Heaven, it happens a little bit differently. Whereas instead of cutting him, instead of stabbing him through the body, Saladin just... Cuts Reynold's head off right then and there and lets him bleed out. But that being dramatic, represent dramatic interpretation. You know, we'll leave it at that. Guy and the other nobles were ransomed, but over 200 Templars and Hospitallers were executed, and the common soldiers were enslaved. Frankish morale was crushed, and a defensive manpower across the Crusader kingdoms was drained. A string of cities would then fall later to Saladin. Now the True Cross that had been used as a Banner for the Crusader army was supposedly fixed upside down on a lance and then sent back to Damascus. Guy himself was then taken there as a prisoner and granted release a year later. So, and captured Turkopoles, who of course were locally recruited light infantry, they were also executed. Though the prisoners claimed to be Christians by heritage, Saladin believed the Turkopoles to be Christian converts from Islam, which was punishable by death. And the next day, on Sunday, July fifth, Saladin had marched six miles to Tiberias, and then Raymond had Tripoli. Having escaped the battle, he would end up dying of pleurisy, you know, later in eleven eighty seven. Now, in fielding an army of twenty thousand men, the Crusader states had reduced the garrisons of their castles and fortified settlements. The heavy defeat at Hattin meant there was little reserve which with to defend against Saladin's forces, and only two hundred knights had ended up escaping the battle. But the importance of the defeat is demonstrated by the fact in its aftermath, 52 towns and fortifications were captured by Saladin's forces in the, in the upcoming months. By mid-September, Saladin had taken Acre, Nablus, Jaffa, Tauron, Sidon, Beirut, and Ascalon. Now, Tyre had been saved by the arrival of Conrad of Montferrat, And Jerusalem was defended by Queen Sibylla. And the other escapee, Balian, of course, also uh, portrayed in the film Kingdom of Heaven, although both of them would then sub- subsequently negotiate its surrender to Saladin on october second, eleven eighty seven. Therefore, in the course of only four months, the Crusader states had gone from a dominant force in the Middle East, along the Mediterranean, and then had finally lost all everything that they had gained with the capture of Jerusalem. But the fall of Jerusalem then triggered the Third Crusade. But despite limited su- successes against Saladin, the crusade was a failure and Jerusalem was never recovered. By 1192, the Franks were confined to a narrow coastal strip. And Saladin's crushing victory at Hattin and his subsequent defeat of the Third Crusade then made him a renowned figure everywhere between England and India so i really hope you enjoyed that episode the content for today's episode was taken from the book entitled history's worst battles and the people who fought them written by joel levy if you want to learn more about uh, some of history's worst battles be sure to check out his latest book History Here and Now is a website dedicated to the research and writing about different historical topics. If you like this podcast, hit the like button, share it on social media, recommend it to your friends, families, and colleagues, and anyone you think would enjoy hearing a good history discussion. You can follow History Here and Now on Twitter and check back periodically for the next episode. And until then, good luck, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.